Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Joe Biden has intentionally deceived not only Congress, but the American people in order to cede certain sovereignty of the United States to the United Nations and its World Health Organization. We're going to be talking about it on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, this International Health Regulation, or IHR, is a document and an agreement that President Bush entered into in 2005 as a result of SARS, or SARS-1, if you will, prior to the current SARS-CoV-2. This document is a very lengthy agreement that should have never been entered into by President Bush, but he wanted to give more authority to the WHO with regards to, at the time, the scare from SARS, which ultimately turned out to be uh, less than was ultimately predicted. At any rate, Joe Biden has now presented amendments to the WHO during their annual meeting that occurred last week that would actually strengthen and more empower the WHO with regards to its global authority over 194 nations. In addition to this, we have another simultaneous action that's taking place with regards to the WHO, and that is the development of a separate, even more elaborate control treaty uh, that they will meet with regards to the working document in August of 2022. They met late last year, as recently as December 2021. They had another meeting in March 2022. Their next meeting is to discuss the working document of this treaty, August 1, 2022. So you have another treaty in the development, which is going to give even more power to the WHO, in addition to the Biden amendments that he presented to this international health regulation. He presented it on January 18, 2022, without notifying Congress or the public. It was found on April the 12th by an independent researcher. Finally, on May the 6th, he did make it public, but only for essentially 24 hours where you would have an opportunity to, quote, comment on it for a limited time. But you had to sign up within 24 hours, and you could only sign up to comment if you were part of a certain recognized minority group. So it was really a sham, and then he wants to push this to empower the WHO with more authority to declare a public health emergency. And I think that's very important, Holly, because we've seen these public health emergencies declared, for example, by governors. Right. They declare them. They then renew them every month, every 30 days. And as a result, they have these extraordinary powers to override even existing law and impose their own will on the people. You know, and these globalists want global control over America as well, hence why President Trump withdrew us from the WHO when he was in office. Uh, and then, of course, Biden quickly put us back in. And so you see what's happening here. And this uh, director general uh, gives him the authority to declare whatever he deems as a health emergency. It could be, you know, gun violence. It could be climate control. It could be all kinds of things. We're not just talking about health here. No. And, well, we're talking about their version of health right. and not what you would normally think of as health. So a public health emergency would include not only 
some kind of viral uh, or disease condition, but other things that you wouldn't normally think of as under the rubric of public health. Climate change is one specific situation. The WHO has already indicated that climate change presents the greatest threat to public health. So they're already on record saying that this is a very serious public health threat, meaning that this single individual, Tedros from Ethiopia, who, by the way, has a very checkered past, even the Ethiopian foreign ministry has asked the WHO to investigate his ties to a terrorist organization in Ethiopia that was um, something he supported, a communist terrorist organization, to ultimately overthrow certain aspects of the Ethiopian government. And he's a Marxist and in close association with the Communist Chinese Party. He's very closely associated, as is the WHO in general, to the Communist Chinese Party. In fact, it was Tedros who helped cover up the origin of the Wuhan lab virus, saying that it likely came from a wet market, which was China's narrative. Mm -hmm. He never uh, revealed the fact that many of communist China's military are involved in the Wuhan Institute of Virology, that that's where they were doing gain-of-function uh, research. Gain-of-function is taking some kind of virus and trying to make it even more virulent, more deadly, more contagious, taking a virus and making it worse. That's what they were doing in the Wuhan Institute of Virology in Wuhan, China, and that was being funded uh, through financial institution uh, of the National Institutes of Health, NIH, with uh, Anthony Fauci. None of that was presented in the WHO's report. They just followed the Chinese narrative, which was now clearly proven to be false, that it is most likely to have occurred in the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and therefore it was likely a bioweapon that they accidentally had exposed some of their people to. By the way, SARS-1, where did that originate? China. Mm -hmm. SARS-CoV-2, China. And so you have different stakeholders in the WHO that really will ultimately control the direction of the WHO, irrespective of what the WHO leaders want. Obviously, you have at the head of it Tedros, who is very closely aligned with communist China ideologically and otherwise. And the largest private funder is Bill Gates. Yeah, and Bill Gates in January to September 2021 gave to the WHO $750 million. A single individual mm -hmm. gave that much money to the WHO. When President Trump threatened to pull the United States out, he said, don't worry, I'll make up the United States contribution. And that's why he gave $750 million. He's by far the largest donor. Obviously, as a donor who is a eugenicist, who believes in population control, who believes in universal vaccination, Big Pharma, who also is one of the, quote, stakeholders in the WHO, China, who also has a control agenda, all of those are going to be used to influence the direction of the WHO. And see, the key word you just said is control. It's nothing to do with health. It's control. They want to control America. So if you take, for example, rolling back the clock to August, September 2020, by that time, looking at the state of Florida, the businesses and restaurants were open and they were operating full capacity. Governor Ron DeSantis said schools should reopen for in-person services. He got a lot of pushback from the educational bureaucrats. They sued him and lost. People in primarily Democratic-led governors' um, states, New York, California, they said, oh, Florida is going to ultimately 
kill its people, and hurt the rest of the United States. Well, when you compare Florida to California, lockdown in California, open in Florida, there was no difference. In fact, Florida was much better, particularly on the economy, but also in health, mm -hmm. than California. So what happened? The governor of New York, who put all the COVID-positive people into the nursing homes, and uh, Andrew Cuomo, imposed travel restrictions against Floridians so that if you traveled to New York, you'd have to quarantine for 14 days, which would kill business travel to New York. And obviously, he wanted to punish Florida. Now, take the WHO. If you have the WHO empowered as Biden wants to empower them, and Florida did the same thing, and we now had that same scenario replayed in 2020, well, while, while the WHO might not be able to say something directly to Florida, the WHO could certainly do several things. Number one, Biden would follow the WHO's direction. Number two, the governors of the Democratic states that were the most restrictive would follow the WHO's direction. We already saw that they were not friends of freedom. They're not friends of life. They don't respect life. They don't respect liberty. And we saw that they were the worst offenders. Number three, the WHO has the ability to influence other nation states so that Floridians, uh, because of Florida's openness, could be locked into Florida and isolated from the rest of the world so that you would have travel restrictions. The flu, the, these amendments also include uh, new working relationships between the WHO and other UN agencies that are involved in air travel, shipping, and food supply. So all of that could be d used to stop the direction of the freedom-loving people of Florida and its Governor Ron DeSantis, as an example. Mm -hmm. Moreover, the WHO has imposed this worldwide global push in March of 2022 for a vaccine passport. So you put all of that together, plus you have the world court with its fines, the WHO being in control of these pandemics, whether it's viral, whether it's climate change, whether it's, quote, access to abortion as a health risk, once Roe v. Wade is overturned and other states start restricting abortion, that could be, quote, a public health emergency under the WHO. It is a very scary prospect that needs to stop. So go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash who, lc.org forward slash WHO. Send faxes to members of Congress to do everything in their power to stop this seeding of sovereignty. And we have even six more months after ratification or after approval to opt out of this agreement. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org. The website again, lc.org.